Awesome. Thanks, Chris and Lisa. How many just appreciate this awesome couple on our team? Chris and Lisa doing a great work uh, on our team, and we're just so blessed that you guys moved all the way from Ottawa, our nation's capital, to be with us here in Calgary. We love you, Chris and Lisa. Uh, okay, my t-shirt. So thanks, Chris, for pointing that out. Uh, so I've got a Canada Day t-shirt. Look at this. God keep our land, right? Uh, true story, I got it from a Brazilian. <laughs> so last summer we were downtown, there was an outreach downtown happening, and so Heather and I were there, and then Victor from our Aviva community, he came up to me, he says, Pastor Ben, you're wearing a black t-shirt on Canada Day, you can't do that. And I said, why can't I do that? He says, you need a Canada t-shirt, something that, that says, God keep our land. He says, I saw one. Five minutes later, Victor comes back with my t-shirt. So this is uh, courtesy of Brazil. And we're praying that Brazil beats Mexico tomorrow night. FIFA. Ole, 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 ole. Right? Come on, my soccer fans in this church. Here's the thing. I like hockey, but I love soccer. I love soccer. So you're in the right church if you're a soccer fan at First Assembly. I tell you, you even got your pastor praying for Brazil. And, uh, but I like Mexicans too. I especially like burritos. So thank God for the Mexicans. And um, Canada Day, what a blessed people we are to live in this beautiful country of Canada, aren't we? And what a beautiful surprise to see so many new Canadians who are here with us this morning. What a family. This is exciting. I mean, as a staff, we knew there would be some, and we had talked to some of you who would be here this morning, but there were way more new Canadians, and this is your first Canada Day, than we even expected. So we want to say welcome Welcome to church. We hope that you find family uh, here, part of this community, and we're so glad that you're here today, but what a blessing to live in a nation like Canada. God has truly blessed this land, and I thought it would be uh, appropriate for us this morning. I, I found this on the internet, and so when you find things on the internet, they must be true. <laughs> All right, so this is... Uh, how you know you're a Canadian, the top seven ways you know you're a Canadian, all right? Number one, you've ordered a double-double. <laughs> Number two, you understand the sentence, could you please pass me a serviette? I just spilled my poutine. <laughs> Number three, the trunk of your car sometimes doubles as a freezer. Number four, you stepped on someone's foot, you apologized, then apologized for making them apologize. <laughs> Number five, you know what a Robertson screwdriver is. Number six, you can, hear, you can hear someone say loony and toony in the same sentence and you don't think they're crazy. Number seven, you have Canadian tire money in your kitchen drawers. How many? That's true. You've got some of that Canadian tire money in your drawers. Well, it's good to be a Canadian and this morning on this Canada Day, I want to remind us of our nation's blessing and how God has made our nation glorious and free. If you're writing down a title this morning, you can write down glorious and free. I want to share with you uh, the benefit and the blessing of being a Canadian and the purpose that God has for his church because of the way our nation was founded. And Psalm 33 verse 12 says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen as 
his own. Someone say amen. Our nation is blessed when we choose and we say, God, you are God, and we are a nation under God. And that is the way our nation was founded from the very beginning. There's a book called The Light and the Glory. It's written by author Peter Marshall. And in this book, he records a a prophecy that happened around 1776. There were uh, some of the Puritan reformers in the United States, in the northeastern United States, and there were some of them that really wanted to uh, join or continue with British rule, and so they were wanting to make their way up north to Canada. But they were a people that were being persecuted, even within uh, other ranks of Christians. But what happened is these Christians gathered, the Holy Spirit spoke through some of their, their prophets, and, and it records a prophecy and the Americans wanted to stop them, uh, and they were persecuting them, but the Holy Spirit spoke, and this is what the prophets uttered uh, as the Lord spoke these things. The Lord said this, Do not hinder these people. Let them move to Canada. Do not seek to incorporate the land of Canada into America. I am in the independence of America from Britain, and I will mightily use this country, but Canada has been reserved by me for the last days for a special work. This was an early prophecy in the very foundation of our nation. How many believe that God has a special work for Canada still? That God has something good in store for this nation? And so this prophetic word came forth, but the Spirit of the Lord spoke this, and and we are a blessed nation because of some of the things. There are many prophecies that have taken place over our nation uh, Young E. Cho uh, was here many years ago in the 70s and had prophetic words that he spoke over Canada. And, and even our founders uh, were, were founders who uh, honored God and glorified God. Last summer, my family and I had the opportunity to be on the east coast of Canada. We had been planning this trip for some time and we uh, were, were in Quebec and then we drove all the way through the Maritimes and ended up in Prince Edward Island. And while we were there in Charlottetown, we were there to uh, tour the city, and we had the opportunity to go into the Confederation Building, where the Confederation of Canada, where that all happened, it all came together. And it was so interesting for me, and it was during that, uh, that time when Canada was three separate um, regions, and the Maritimes was a separate region, and they were wanting to formalize as their own country. But John A. Macdonald was the Prime Minister of Canada, and he heard that in the Maritimes that they were, they were meeting, and they were wanting to talk about sovereignty, the Maritimes being a sovereign nation. And when he heard about it, he invited himself to the meeting. How many know sometimes you've got to invite yourself to the meeting? <laughs> and uh, he invited himself, he, he got a, a number of delegates, and they went on a, a boat, and they ended up in Charlottetown, and they attended this meeting and it would have been in 1864. These, this meeting stretched out for many days, and they had food, and, and they wined, and they dined, and they banqueted. And it was really an atmosphere of a party. And they had no formal agreement coming out of that, but they had a verbal agreement that Canada would become one nation. It wasn't until some time later that they actually got it approved and written down on paper and actually finalized but they had an agreement. Something happened in that place. There was, there was joy. It, it, was, it was an atmosphere of a party. Like, when I was there, I, I kind of felt like the Lord just said, this nation 
was founded on the principles of the kingdom of joy and goodwill and friendliness and kindness. And and there was celebration. And in that atmosphere, there was a united sense that we need to be a nation together. And they were, many of them, godly men. And they were men who desired and had a future vision for this nation. And a vision that it would be a nation under the sovereignty of God, under the sovereign rule of God. And so it was Sir Leonard Tilley, who was the premier of New Brunswick at the time, And he was one of the fathers of confederation. And he was in prayer and he was praying, God, what kind of nation do you desire Canada to be? This is in our history. And and he came uh, in his Bible reading that morning. He was reading Psalm 72. And when he read Psalm 72, uh, he he came to a realization that this is the kind of nation that God desired. A nation that God would reign from sea to sea. And he came down and he shared it with uh, the Prime Minister of Canada, with MacDonald, and he said that this is the kind of nation that I believe that God wants us to have. And so from his Bible reading, he, the portion of Scripture is from Psalm 72. It says, He shall have dominion also from sea to sea. And when John A. MacDonald heard this, he brought it to the Fathers of Confederation, and they adopted it as the motto of Canada. If you visit Ottawa, you can go to the Peace Tower in Ottawa, and you will still see this scripture verse written. And there are many scripture verses all over our nation's capital. Uh, It's also on the the coat of arms of Canada, uh, that he shall have dominion from sea to sea. It's It's written in Latin, but from sea to sea. And it's from this scripture. And this scripture, Psalm 72, was written by David, King David in the Old Testament. And it was a prayer for the people that would go beyond him. It was, it was, he was anticipating the reign of his son Solomon in the future kingdom. And he, w- he was writing this for particularly the generation and the generations to follow. And, and Solomon would eventually take the throne. But as we look at this Psalm 72, there's also a transcendent rule, or as you look at Scripture, a double meaning. It's, it's, a, it's an earthly meaning, but there's also a future meaning. And there's a future prophetic meaning. And this is, this is what our, our fathers of Confederation understood, that there was a future meaning, and it was a prophetic meaning that speaks of Jesus. And this is what the prayer our, uh, that our founding fathers adopted of Canada said. This is what it said. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea. And when you see he there, it's referring again to the double meaning of Christ. He shall have dominion from sea to sea and from the rivers to the ends of the earth. Those who dwell in the wilderness will bow down before him and his enemies will lick the dust. Verse 12, for he will deliver the needy when he cries, the poor also and him who has no helper. He will spare the poor and needy and will save the souls of the needy. He will redeem their life from oppression and violence, and precious shall be their blood in his sight. Verse 17, his name shall endure forever. His name shall continue as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him. Look at this. All nations shall call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things. And blessed be the glorious, his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen 
and amen. Amen and amen. Friends, this is our heritage. This was the prophetic vision that our, that our fathers had for this nation of Canada, a nation that honored the Lord. So what do we do then when it feels like our nation is eroding, that some of the spiritual fabric and foundations, the moorings, the, the, root, the rooted uh, fundamental principles of godliness are being stripped away, it seems, day by day. And we've seen things happen even recently in the news where the Supreme Court ruled against the Trinity Western Law School. We've, we've seen these kinds of things happen in our nation. And, and as Christians, and I'll be honest, I, I grieve. And I know we grieve sometimes because we know that God has a destiny for our nation. But I don't want us to lose heart this morning. I want us to gain a fresh vision as the church. Because this is our calling it is not up to people necessarily that we represent or vote into office. It is truly the church's responsibility. It is our responsibility to rise into believing God for the prophetic vision for this nation. And so I want us this morning, as we think about Canada Day, as the people of God, that we would not leave this place discouraged about Canada, but that we would leave this place more prayerful, more passionate, more engaged, more excited, more hopeful, dreaming for our nation, calling on the prophetic words that God has spoken over our nation, that we would step into and rise up into our calling as Canadians to be people that carry the presence of God wherever we go, that God's purpose is that his heart would ultimately be fulfilled. Do you believe that God fulfills prophecy? Do you believe that God fulfills the prophetic, fulfills the prophetic words that he utters? Do you believe that the word of the Lord will not return void? Do you believe that God still has hope in his heart and has a desire for this nation? Amen, I do. And we need to rally around that this morning. And so our fathers had this vision. And we can get into a place of being fearful and hiding, or we can get out, come out, as Pastor David Wells said last Sunday, we can start getting nasty and fighting and jumping on social media. And that, that's not the way to fight this battle. I want to share with you this morning just a couple things about how we can proactively step into God's vision for this nation Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said this, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus calls us to be salt and light in the world. Jesus calls us to, to be. He says, you are the salt. You're not a kind of salt or one of the spices in Canada. <laughs> He says, you are the salt of this nation. You are the light of the world. And can I submit to you this morning, that sometimes we feel like, as Christian Canadians, that we need to be doing more. Can I just call us this morning and remind us that Jesus doesn't say you should be doing more. He says you should just, you should be more. It's about being more. You are salt. You are light. And, and, and that means that wherever we go, that we are people 
that are in and we are among people and we are impacting people in our world. Jesus wasn't saying these things to go do all these things. He was just saying simply, he's saying simply, you have what it takes to fulfill everything I've called you to. That together as the church, we can be the salt. We can be the light. Now salt, how many people like salt on their food? How many people love McDonald's french fries? I'll tell you why they're good. It's because of all the salt they use. You take the salt off those things, they taste nasty. But the salt makes all the difference. And Jesus said we're to be light. And and we're not to hide. And that means that wherever we are, whether we are teachers or we're moms and we're dads and we're business people and we're truck drivers or we're in the trades, we're engineers, we're we're, we're, uh, at the park with a bunch of moms and toddlers, wherever we are on the basketball court, that we are the salt, we are the light. This is what Jesus was calling us to. And we have what it takes in the church to fulfill what God desires for this nation. Not just First Assembly, but every person that proclaims Jesus as their Lord and Savior together. Sometimes we feel like or we think we have to add more. We, have, we need to do all kinds of things. And I'm, I'm all for standing up. And we do need to run for office. And we do need to stand up. And we do need to write letters to our government. I, I am an advocate for that. I think we need to do everything we can within the rights of being a Canadian to make our voice be heard. We do it in gentleness. We do it in wisdom. We do it boldly. We do it passionately. But we do it in love. But we do it. And so there is a place for doing But sometimes we think, well, what can I do to fix it? Is there something out there that we can do somehow? And I really believe it comes down to just truly understanding that God has called us to be salt and to be light and that we have everything we need within his church. We really do, but we just need to become aware of it, that we have everything we need right here. On Friday night, I preached to the youth ministry, and I love it. I love preaching to young people. I I did it for about 20 years. And so Pastor James invited me. We had a big party. We had a Viva community here. We had a big Brazilian barbecue. Uh, it was such a, a great, great time. And one of the illustrations, I was talking to the kids about priorities. And I, I used that Stephen Covey illustration with the big boulders. And you put the, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but you get a jar and that represents your life. And then you put in the, the, the stand and then the stones. And you try to fit in the boulders. But if you do it differently, you put the boulders in first. Right? And it's talked about, it talks about priorities. So I was looking for some, uh, some boulders. So I, I went to the dollar store, and I found some sand, and I went to, and I found the containers, and I found the, the little pebbles. But I couldn't find boulders the right size. So I looked everywhere. I went to Michael's. I went to all these stores, and they, and they wanted to charge me like 10 bucks for a rock. And I thought, there's no way I'm paying 10 bucks for a rock. And so I was driving with one of my daughters, and we were driving by this new construction area just in the south here. And I saw all this pile of dirt, and I said to her, oh, well, we could probably just go out and pick up some rocks. Just, they're probably just right there. And so we went out, and I've, there was even this little box that was there. And So we started selecting some rocks and putting them in the box. And, and uh, all of a sudden, as I had the box, I was going to take it back to my vehicle. I noticed a Calgary City vehicle pull up right there. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. All of a sudden, it occurred to me, I might be stealing private property. I didn't even think about it. I'm like, wouldn't that be nice on Canada Day? Your pastor, front page of the Calgary Sun. 
pastor stealing rocks from local, you know, whatever, construction site. And I got convicted, so I cried out to Jesus, forgive me, Father, for I know not what I do. And I, but I saw this guy, and he's kind of pulling up, and I thought, oh, this is not good. So, so I, saw, I just put the box back, and I'm just like, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. So I got in my vehicle, and I started driving away. The funny thing is, the guy starts following me. <laughs> It was like the weirdest feeling. I'm like, getting in trouble for not stealing. I, I'm not, I don't know what's going on. So finally, anyway, we got home. I finally uh, ditched the Calgary uh, city person. If that's you here this morning, sorry. I didn't, I wasn't, so now you know the story. Um, so I went home, and I got into our backyard, and, and I never even thought about looking in our backyard, because we don't have boulders in our backyard. But I thought, I'm just going to look in the backyard. So I went out in the backyard, and I looked under our trampoline, and sure enough, there were four little, you know, rocks that were just the perfect size for my illustration. Just one, two, three, four. It took me, it took me like 20 seconds. And they were free. <laughs> and I felt like the Holy Spirit speak to me. He said, Ben, sometimes you're looking for stuff out there when everything you have is right in your own backyard. And I felt like the Lord shared with me about First Assembly. He said, everything that that is necessary to fulfill what I desire is already here. And I shared that with the young people because I believe that God has put a call on our youth, on our families, on all of you, on all of us, that it's not something out there. It's truly about being who God is has made us to be, being salt and being light. And this is how we can partner with God, that we can keep our land glorious and free when we recognize that Jesus said, you are the salt. You are the light. And we can be and fulfill what God desires for us in this nation. Lauren Cunningham and Bill Bright came up with this idea some years ago, and some of you might be familiar with it, but it's called the Seven Mountains of Society or the Seven Mountains of Influence. And I believe that this is one way for us to understand as believers, as Christians, to be salt and light. These are some of the most influential areas of our culture. The culture is shaped by these seven mountains. They're also known as the Seven Mountains of society. So family. So God has called us to be salt and light first and foremost in our families. That's your mission field. That's where saltiness and light takes place. Then in the church, did you know that we must lean in as the people of God to be the church? And that means that we gather together, that we go together, that we grow together, that that we give together, that we serve together, that we encourage one another, that we meet together. Like the scripture says, that the church needs to function in strength. And that means that we lean into the church. We don't just attend church. We are part of the church. We are part of a family. We are part of an army. Because church is one of the main mountains of culture that needs to strengthen itself so that it can influence these other areas. Education is another key area where we need salt and we need light. And I'm all for Christian education and all kinds of education. But my prayer is that we would not abandon the public school system. My prayer would be that there would be some teachers and some men and some women and some some young people that would say, I desire to be a mission 
missionary in my, in my world, that I desire to be light, that I would desire to be salt, especially leaders and teachers and administrators and principals, that some of you may feel called as a missionary, not to just, and I believe in Christian education, I'm not against it, but we need to be in the education system as salt and light, as Christians. Business realm, in the business mountain, that there would be men and women who would influence this realm of our culture. That God would give us grace to have wisdom, to lead at a high level, to have influence. That God would give us supernatural opportunity to create, to invent, to, to lead the way in the business realm. Amen? This is on your life. This is who you are as a Christian. This is what God's called you to be. And this is already what you have in Christ and then in the media and then the arts and the entertainment. And I'm thankful for those kingdom people who are already leading in these spheres. But could it be that the Lord would call you to be excellent, to be like Daniel, to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in a godless, wicked culture, to be godly, to not bow to the idol, but to lead, and to be ten times better than anybody else, to be, to be stronger, to be wiser, to be a leader, to be an influencer in your realm. Be it. Be salt and be light. And this is, this is how we can keep our land glorious and free. July 1st. This day in 1960, our prime minister was John Diefenbaker. And this is what he said. I am a Canadian. And it was before the Molson commercial. He started it. He said, I am a Canadian, free to speak without fear. Free to worship in my own way. Free to stand for what I think is right. Free to oppose what I believe wrong. Or free to choose those who shall govern my country. This heritage of freedom I pledge to uphold for myself and all mankind. We are free as Canadians. We are free to worship God. We are free to live our lives open and loud and loving, and powerful, and passionate for Jesus Christ. May we always have the name of Jesus Christ on our lips as Canadians. May we never be ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for the salvation for everyone who believes. Let us not be a a cowering people, but let us be a people of freedom and power. Let us be salt, and let us be light, so that we can keep this land glorious and free. I'm going to ask the worship team to come at this time. And as we think about how our nation was built on these foundations, the rule and the reign of God over our nation. Do you know that the, that the word Canada, it's originally, their origins are from the First Nations people. And it means a place to belong. Did you know that? It means a village or a place to belong. And we honor also the heritage and we understand as Canadians who are new to this nation that our First Nations people, that God had ordained them to be the first people on this land. And we honor our First Nations people. And I believe that even some of the things that God has put in the hearts of our First Nations people, their, their value of family, their value of community, their their wonder and their awe of a creator 
that that is all God's orchestration. That it's all God's orchestration. Even before the European settlers were putting crosses on Newfoundland and, 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 and going up the St. Lawrence and, and, and praying to, to God and Jack Cartier and some of these early founders, even before all of these founders, even before confederation and, and, and them coming to that place of, of union and honoring God at confederation, even before that, there were people here that, that God has a heart and a plan for. And we honor those who have come before us. And I believe that we're all together in Canada, part of God's sovereign plan for a move of of his spirit of revival in our nation and in our time that he would keep our land glorious and free and our land is glorious and free but it's going to get a lot more glorious as the church rises up it's going to get a lot more free as God's people just lean in to be salt and light to influence the seven spheres of culture and society to to step in and, and to be the church and to be leaders in our culture This morning, we're proud to be citizens of Canada, but we also recognize this, friends. In Jesus Christ, we are citizens of heaven. We are citizens of heaven. And I'm going to ask you to stand with me this morning, and we're going to turn our action this morning to praying for this nation on this Canada Day. But you may be here this morning you may be a Canadian citizen, but my question is this, are you a citizen of heaven? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus to make him the Lord of your life? This morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray. And I want to lead you in a prayer that you, if you pray from your heart, you can know that you're included as a citizen of heaven, that your sins have been forgiven, that you're a new person. Nicodemus, someone in the the Bible that came to Jesus and he came to Jesus at night because he was worried about what other people were thinking and he said Jesus I heard you're a good teacher I heard you did some good things I heard that you know you're from God that, that you perform miracles and things and you may even know Jesus today as a good person or a good teacher but Jesus says that no one will see the kingdom of heaven unless they're born again And it's not just enough to know about Jesus. It's not just to know enough about Canada. You've got to become a citizen of that nation. It's not just enough to know about Jesus. I heard there's a Jesus. He was a good teacher. I heard read about him in a history book. You've got to know Jesus personally in your life. You need to become a citizen of heaven. You need to become born again today. And so as you close your eyes and bow your heads in this room, if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, remember me in this prayer. I want to become a citizen of heaven. I want to be born again. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. You may not have everything figured out, but we want to help you today, give you a Bible and and journey with you and and start your spiritual journey with Jesus. And all you might have all kinds of questions, but the Bible says we just need to come with childlike faith, come like a child. And in that place of childlikeness is where it starts. So as I look around the room this morning, if there's anyone here today, you say, Pastor, remember me. I want you to remember me, include me in your prayer this morning. I want to become a citizen of heaven. I want to be born again. I want to follow Jesus. Just lift your hand real quickly as I look around this room. If you're here today, I want to include you in this prayer. Yeah, thanks. Is there anybody else here today? You say, I want to know for sure I'm going to heaven. I want to become a citizen of of heaven. I want to be a disciple of Jesus. Yeah, I see that hand. Anybody else? This morning, I just want to wait for a few moments. There's 
There's a lot of new people here today. There's new Canadians. But you want, you want to make sure that you're a new citizen of heaven as well. Thank you, Father. Father, you see these hands this morning who have, that have been raised. And why don't we just pray with our friends this morning who have raised their hands. and Pray this from your heart and you can know you're born again. Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Make me a new person. I believe you died on the cross for me. Today I surrender my life and put my trust in you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a great Canada Day. Not only are there new Canadian citizens, there's new citizens in heaven today. Amen. Isn't that awesome? We thank you, Lord. We're going to pray real quickly for our nation. And here's how we're going to conclude. I'm just going to put these areas of prayer on the screen. And just for about one minute each, we're just going to intensely pray for our nation today. The first thing we want to pray is for revival in the church, for a move of God in Canada. The scripture says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. How many need know that Jesus needs to heal our land in Canada? Let's do that this morning. So let's just pray. If my people, that's the church, if we pray, and so let's just for about a minute, let's just begin to lift up our voices and let's just call out for revival in the Canadian church. Father, we pray for this church, God. We pray for First Assembly for every church, oh God. We pray, Lord God, for uh, every church meeting in our nation today, every Bible-believing, Jesus-honoring church. We pray for a mighty move of God. We pray on the Canadian church. Would you move by your spirit, God? Would you do something supernatural and miraculous, Lord, here on this Canada Day, across this nation, from sea to sea, Lord God, that your glory would reign, that you would have dominion in this land, Lord, today, in Jesus' name. Father, we pray, God, for a move of God, Lord, that you would breathe fresh, fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh rain upon your church and upon your people today. Father, strengthen us here in this house at First Assembly. Lord, let us be raised up with newness of strength and life. Let us truly be salt and light in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's keep praying for the Canadian church. Hallelujah. Second thing we're going to pray for this morning is we're going to pray for our leaders. The Bible says to pray in this way for kings and all those who are in authority. To pray for those who are in places of high responsibility. Let's pray right now for the Prime Minister of Canada. Let's pray right now for the cabinet members. Let's pray right now for the, our MPs and for our mayor. Father, we thank you. We lift up all these leaders to you today. Father, we, li- we thank you for this nation, God. We pray, God, for Justin Trudeau and Sophie and their family. God, we honor them and we bless them. We don't always necessarily agree with them, but we pray for them today. God, knowing that you are sovereign, we pray, God, that they would have a supernatural encounter with the Holy Spirit, that they would be like Saul and they would turn to Paul. God, that you would get hold of their hearts and their lives and Lord that you would give them wisdom as they lead this nation God that they would know the sovereignty of God they would feel and sense the hand of God upon them Father we pray for our premier today Father we lift her up to you God we pray Lord God for this province of Alberta. We pray for the future leaders of this province of Alberta. We pray for the mayor of our city, Mayor Nenshi, God. We bless and we honor our leaders today as Canadians. And we say, thank you, Lord. And we say, God, keep our land glorious and free. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. And this is the final thing we're going to pray for this morning. 
before we go have hot dogs and barbecue. Are you ready? We're going to pray for the people of Canada. Why? Because God does not want anyone lost. He's giving everyone space and time to change. How many are thankful for that? So, Father, we pray for this nation of Canada. We pray for the people of Canada, those who don't yet know you, God. We pray, Lord, for a harvest of souls, a mighty move of your spirit across this nation. We thank you for those who have come to Christ today. We pray, Lord God, that we would rise up to be a church that is full and passionate for you, God, full of the Spirit, on fire for you, God. Lord, changing our world around us, being salt and being light. We thank you, God, that you've called us, Lord, to raise up, Lord, an army, a mighty army of passionate and influential disciples for Jesus. And we pray, God, that you would sweep across this nation. There would be a mighty harvest of souls, Father. Lord God, that not one church building in this city could even contain, God, the move of God. Lord, that the people would come and thousands coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus. We give you praise on this Canada Day. And everybody said amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, enjoy your Canada Day. Enjoy the barbecue. Give three or four people a hug or a high five before you go. Happy Canada Day to everybody. Have an amazing Sunday. And we'll see you next week. God bless.